All right. Hey, everyone. It's Pleasant here. And today we're talking about family systems and energetics. I wanted to sit down and record this because we are, you know, lots of us have been home for a long time for COVID and quarantine. Um, and now it's summer and our schedules are in flux and there's just quite a bit of tension and tightness and patterns in our relationships and thought this would be quite helpful to kind of talk about some of energetics and dynamics and some of the ways that you can work with your family members, whether they're at your home, because we have some people in our community who are quarantined or mostly alone, like physically alone in their home right now, but you're still in relationship. And so that's the thing is, if you're in any kind of relationship right now, that's what today's episode is going to be on. So let's start with a little bit of energetic, energetic dynamic. So let's start with just some basic principles around masculine and feminine. So if we're talking about energy, we're not talking about female or masculine form. We're talking about this big spectrum. We're talking about feminine form on a spectrum, masculine form on a spectrum. We're talking about reclaiming divine feminine in our body, in our life, in our minds, in our homes, and at work. And we're talking about reclaiming divine masculine at home, at life, in work. And so that balancing of effort and ease is such an essential part of being and living in harmony, right? And so we always talk about Ayurveda as being the teachings of balance, how to have life balance. Um, But it's deeper than that. I like the word harmony because that way, you know, when you need to activate in the masculine and, and get some stuff done and make some lists, you can do that. And when you need to pull back a little bit into the feminine and, and into the flow, you can do that. And so that's what inviting harmony, inviting and embodying Ayurveda really does. And I've already done meditations on that and podcasts for that. So go back through um, and find those, especially the past few weeks um, or months, actually. So the energetic dynamics of masculine and feminine um, and part of what has been happening in our culture, in our world is way too much unhealthy masculine energy. Some people call it toxic masculinity is, is one form of it. But another form of it, interestingly enough, is this whole idea of how white supremacy has showed up in a lot of our cultures. I may or may not get to that all today. If not, I will do a whole part two around this work of organizational white supremacy and how it looks. It can look in our home and it can look in our own nervous system, actually, um, and how deeply it goes. So it'll either show up here today or in the next um, episode. So let's talk about our roles at home. Let's talk about the layers of who we are and how we operate, uh, how we operate naturally, and then where some of that came from. So in order to do this work, you do have to go back into your family of origin, your home, and kind of just map it out. You know, what did your mom or dad or caregiver or sibling, what were their, what were their roles? What were their Um, A deeper way to think about it is their archetype. Was there a maternal archetype and a paternal archetype? Was there a domestic archetype? Was there a 
career archetype. Um, sort of think of like the 80s career woman with the big shoulder pads and the briefcase, like getting out there. You know, my grandmother was so like that. I mean, <laughs> she, those suits and she was just running from meeting to meeting and appointment. She'd literally like slide in at the dinner table, um, eat with us for like 10 minutes and then jump on a phone call, jump to a meeting. I mean, she was never there in the 80s. She was constantly out in the world. And there was my grandfather really playing the more feminine role. He was driving me to my basketball games or my therapy appointments. He was asking me to go for walks with him in the woods or with his dogs. He was making snacks in the afternoon or taking a snooze on the couch. So in our family, um, I saw a lot of the masculine actually come through my grandmother and the feminine form was much more my grandfather. So that's what I'm saying is it's not actually about the gender that's associated. Typically, it's much more about the energetics and the archetypes. So the archetype of being busy, crazy busy, the archetype of productivity and valuing that over rest and connection to nature, self, family, food. So just no judgment here. Just kind of map that out. Maybe get a big piece of paper and write out. Now, the next layer for that that's really, really important is I want you um, to consider why certain people and how certain people within your family um, acted and responded. So if you had any alcoholism or any abuse in your home or any neglect in your home, these are important things to realize that shaped your personality, shaped your um, cellular makeup, shaped your nervous system makeup, and really shaped how you your energetics would show up in the home. So if you had to become very responsible, perhaps a parent or a sibling was really struggling and someone had to make dinner or do the laundry or make the bed, um, oftentimes we will fall into these roles or we will pick, not fall into, pick up these roles because of how others are playing out. And so just identifying and naming, like what happened in this primary home? What were the relationships like? Who was coming in and out? And what was, what was that like? And why did I, how did I respond to that? So oftentimes because, um, I did become extremely responsible and such a caregiver at such an early age that I notice if I'm in a home where someone else is doing that, um, or I'm in a relationship where someone else is doing that, sometimes it can feel so good because I can release uh, the, the needing to do that or having to do that. And sometimes it can be activating in terms of control or fear or wanting things done a different way, especially if they're making it more complicated than it needs to be. So just pay attention to that. If you had a really quiet childhood, um, like for example, I don't have any siblings that I lived with and my mom worked a lot or we had a roommate. As I said, my grandmother was working a lot when I was with her. And so I didn't have a tremendous amount of noise or people. And so there was a lot of solitude. And so what can develop with that? And is that creativity? Is that intuition? And then what happens if you're in a really noisy home? I have a lot of people in my life who had 
homes where their moms or their dads were constantly telling them who they needed to be, what they needed to do. And that's still playing out now in middle age for them. So let's just start working with primary family. Let's just start working with the voices in your head. Let's just start working with some of the ways that you operate. And then asking yourself this question, is this working for me or is this harming me? Is this hurting me? Is this helping me? Or is this, is this really detrimental to my own mental, physical, emotional health, which of course will impact your relationships and your family. So we touched on roles at home. We touched on archetypes. We touched on identities and kind of mapping it out. So here's the other thing, another basic I want you to know about energy. It likes to balance itself out. And what I mean by that is too much of anything, this we know from Ayurveda, it can put us out of balance. And so there's this natural desire for harmony and equilibrium. And uh, there's a word in yoga, it just slipped out of my head, but um, uh, it's not equality, it's not equilibrium, equanimity, that's what I'm looking for. So there's this desire for equanimity to happen. So if you have a big, powerful parent with a lot of pitta, um, and that can look healthy, like leadership, power, creativity, uh, work ethic. It can also look out of power with addiction. I mean, it can look out of alignment with addiction, rage, alcoholism. Um, that can also be very pitta, like aggravating, and it's a big presence in the home your energy may shrink so that you can be quiet and not bother or disrupt the angry beast, right? So sometimes we've got big energy and then we can pull back and be small to balance that out. We don't want to get caught. We don't want to get yelled at. We don't want to get caught up into that. Now, on the other side, let's picture um, a mother type who's quite passive or maybe she's a vata type. Maybe she doesn't have a lot of typical boundaries or consistency. And she's, you know, creative and flexible. So she kind of goes with the flow and the kid needs some container. So the kiddo or the teenager, or even the spouse, um, or the partner develops this like really angry or large or big personality. And it's in response to, the vata nature being so um, not grounded. And so there can be a pitta or even a kapha, like a, a desire for grounding for a home body, right? If you've got a very vata, which is movement activated type parent, you might have some kiddos or a spouse who's like, I just want to be home. And some of that desire is because there's too much movement, too much out of the home or out of the body. So we can, in Ayurveda, really layer on like what we're made of with what's happening in nature and with then what our work habits are and what our relational habits are. And the reason that we can start to identify this and name it, and um, we can start to, it's not the reason, but we see the pattern and habit. And then because humans are so magnificently adaptable and we're just so malleable, malleable um, where we can keep shape-shifting. We don't have to fall into any of those categories, which deepen the pain neuron. It deepens the networks, the tightness. It deepens 
either joy or pain and sorrow. So if your personality or your energetics are playing out over and over and over in a way that's harmful to your relationship and your family, the more you do it, the deeper it gets. So when we understand patterns and habits of energies, we don't have to um, play it out in that way. So in that example that I gave before, if you know that you have a lot of vata and you know that your family is craving consistency and groundedness, you can start to be a little bit more intentional about that. You can be with them a little bit more, sitting on the floor, sitting on the ground and the grass and the dirt. You can have some tea with them, like nourishing warm liquids is very vata grounding. And you can do that with them and sort of bring everybody's energy down together um, so that you can find a little bit more balance together. And then on the personality type, if you have a lot of pitta, fire in your home, um, you know, the example I give all the time is Milo and I both have pitta, uh, pitta primary constitution. And if he gets angry and starts yelling, I used to get angry and start yelling. And then basically you've just got fire meeting fire, two hotheads screaming and yelling at each other, and we would get nowhere. And in fact, it was detrimental to our relationship, especially for me as the mother thinking after, why on earth am I screaming at this kid? This does not feel good. So learning about energetics, okay, well, let me pull back a little bit. Let me see what happens if I become sweet to him. What do, what? What happens if as his fire starts to get louder, as he starts to get more angry and yelling, if I start to pull back a little bit? What if instead of going into my fire, I'm able to sit on the floor, I'm able to hum, I'm able to breathe deeply with an exhale. And pretty magically, his fire too came down and then there'd be an opportunity for connection. So that's how we use it in relationship, looking at energetics taking Ayurveda to the next step of looking at those basics of just movement, fire, water, and then stuckness and stagnation. If, if you have a lot of kapha, which is the earth element, primary earth element also has some water in it. Uh, you, and you have a lot of people in your home who are just really stagnant. It's important for them to get some movement. It could be, there's lots of different ways to do that physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. Um, but having that movement will help balance that out. So simple family systems and energetics, that's what, that's what the, the sort of naming what we're talking about today is we develop these personalities, we develop these archetypes, we develop these energy patterns and the grooves in the neural networks continue to get stronger unless we start to open them up and breathe into them and pay attention to this and really name it to tame it. Um, this is also really important for the study of epigenetics and all of the brain science that's happening. Um, you know, seeing them as ways that we can continue to transform, that our brains can continue to grow and evolve, and we don't have to be in stuck patterns. The epigenetic part around ancestors is if you come from an ancestry, which we all do, that has some kind of relational pattern, communication pattern, you may be picking that up from there. So let's just continue to be aware of what patterns we're bringing forward. Um, again, later this summer, we're going to do some workbook in July, halfway through the year. Um, if you don't have a copy of the Lola workbook, uh, it's going to be in the Lola community on Mighty Network. So you can get it because I want to do genograms together 
Um, and you'll have access to all of that. I think we actually already have a podcast episode about genogram. So feel free to look for that. But it's a, it's a way of looking back through your ancestry, through your primary family, and seeing what threads you're pulling forward in order to be in your current relationships in the way that you want to be. Um, so the thing that I really want you to remember as you're in this system over the summer and throughout your life with your family members and whatever way that looks like for you is that we really do have the capacity to access all of the elements in the body. So in Ayurveda, we talk about five elements. Um, typically there's four elements that are in more of the earthly realm, earth, water, um, fire and air, Ether is the fifth, that is the connection between the divine and the spirit world and the earth. And, and it's much more of the unknown, the ether element. So if we're talking just about the four basic elements that are tangible in our life, we are made of all of them. We have the capacity to access all of it, which means that we can shape shift and be exactly who we want to be in these relationships. We don't have to keep playing out stereotypes and roles. We don't have to keep being naggy. We don't have to keep reminding our kids to clean up their room. There's always other ways in the door and around the conversation. If you continue to flow, you continue to have your own identity evolution because energy is contagious and emotions are energy in motion. All of these things are, are constantly adapting. So when people feel so sad or stuck or keep acting out certain roles, there is so much freedom in knowing that you can shift it and change it. So here's my little tips on what I would do. So first of all, remembering that you can access all of the elements of all of the doshas. So you are pizza, kapha, and vata. That's what you're made of. That's what we're all made of. So we don't have to get too stuck in it. Also within our Zodiac sign and our Enneagram sign, two other systems that we study here in Lola, but you have a primary sign, right? Your Zodiac Gemini, your Enneagram four, or that's me. Um, but I'm also the rest of the Zodiac. I also have the capacity to embrace and embody and empower myself with all of the signs of the Zodiac. So I can also be Cancer and Taurus and Aries. I can also embody those, those personality traits. And that is very, uh, very freeing, very liberating. Same with Enneagram you know, embodying all the different types, not getting so stuck in what I am, what I am, what I am, and then keeping playing that out, but identifying, oh, my natural tendency is to blank, blank, blank. And now let me see what it would feel like to have a little bit more structure or a little bit more emotion or a little less emotion. And so you get an opportunity to really play with all of these wonderful systems um, but instead of just focusing on what you are embodying all of them. And yeah, does that take a commitment to learning and reflecting? Of course, that's what self-awareness is. And self-awareness leads you down the path of deepening your relationship. So if you're really struggling in relationship right now, like ding, 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 this is for you. Okay. So next here's what I want to close with this. All right, so we've got our family systems. We understand we're all playing different roles, different archetypes, different um, energetics are at play. We are understanding the basic systems. We want to know that there's the paradox I just talked about where we have our unique constitution and we have access to all of it, to all of the elements. 
So there's always going to be a paradox in any kind of spiritual or esoteric or universal truth that is, is really inviting us to go deeper with our thinking, to go deeper with what's possible for humanity. And here it's that we know what we're doing, why we're doing it, and we're ready to move beyond it. Okay. So here's what I want you to do. Here's your journal question. What relationship, what kind of relationship do you want to create? What kind of relationship do you want to be in? Start with yourself. What kind of relationship do you want to create? What kind of relationship do you want to be in with yourself? What kind of attributes and characteristics and archetypes? And then moving into others. So what kind of relationship do you want to have? And you might have a different journal page for each of those important people, your spouse, your partner, your parent, your kiddo, your best friend. What kind of relationship do you want to be in? Honest, authentic, connected, deep. Uh, Do you want to have conversations and disagreements? Like, does that help your brain grow and develop? So I want you to really be thinking about and proactively writing out um, what kind of relationship you want to be in, what kind of marriage you want to be in, what kind of parent you want to be, and what kind of uh, child or friend you want to be, and, and make sure to also do some of that for yourself. What kind of relationship do you want to be in with yourself, with your inner voice, with your inner being, with your inner guidance? And then part of the practice that you can continue to do from here is to, especially when things get hard in that relationship, is to really push out. So for example, if you and your kiddo are really, or your teenager or your young adult are really stuck in a pattern, can you grab your journal or just go sit somewhere in the woods and just do some breathing and really push out what will this relationship look like in 20 years, right? How old will you be? How old will your kid be? Um, you can do any amount. I typically do decades, either 10 or 20 years, either forward or back. So if it's a relationship with my partner, my um, I've been with my husband for a long time, sometimes I'll go back, you know, if we're struggling, I will get my journal and I'll write a letter Um, or I'll picture him in a meditation as a young boy and think about, you know, what might be causing this issue now. It doesn't take a long time, you guys. This is not one more thing. It's really truly about that commitment to your relationships and to unveiling and revealing what's at the heart of it. And so when I get really stressed out about one of my kiddos, you know, messing up their life because they're not doing their homeschool today or their online school today or whatever, I will pause and without even actually going anywhere, doing anything, I will just move my mind into the future and I'll see them as an adult and I'll see them as a functional, independent, loved and supported adult. I'll see them working and living and laughing and I'll see them calling me and I'll see our relationship. And almost instantly, the thing that is so hot and bothered right now is dropped. And for me, I have, like I said, a lot of pits, a lot of fire. That's a lot of intensity. Um, in fact, my husband and I were talking about it this week. He said, you know, Plez, you just have so much intensity and it, sometimes it's a lot for her. Um, and I was just like, yeah, bud, you are so right. I do. My intensity is my gift. I love it. My devotion, that just kind of like relentless devotion to life um, and learning and studying and sharing and 
My daughter is a Vata type, primary type. She's creative and flexible and messy and an artist and floating around in the world between all different things that she likes. She just does not have that same Pitta intensity right now. Can she embody parts of it? Yes, of course. Can I embody the Vata and, and when we name that and when I can see that and step into that role as a beautiful leader for our family, as a conscious, awake, integrated leader for our family, I have access to that. I'm able to see that. Like my intensity can back off a little bit now. Let me just bring a little bit of my Vata playfulness in and creativity and let's just go explore. And then we're both in harmony together. And that's the kind of relationship that I want to cultivate with her. So pushing forward and back with your people is really an important skill to learn so that you can also pick up on the patterns and habits that are not serving you in this version of your relationship. Um, One of the other things, like I said, is it may also give you access to some of the ways that you might be controlling something in your life right now, but that's because of a lack of control in your childhood or in your youth. And maybe someone was out of control in your childhood or youth with drugs or alcohol or mental illness or abuse, which is really common in all of our lives. There's very, very few families that I've ever been with who don't have a trace of any of that. If you are that person, you are a special unicorn, and I hope that you are not listening to this and you're just out and about enjoying your life. Just kidding. Um, But I'm, I'm serious. Like the amount of pain and suffering that's in all of our ancestral lineages is still causing us suffering today. And we can name it. We can work with it. We can see, you know what? In this situation, I am safe. You know, as a kiddo, if you're, if you were in a situation where someone was out of control, you did not feel safe. So your nervous system and your personality kicks in to give you a sense of safety. Thank goodness. That's what got us here. That's how we're here. It's so amazing. And now if you're in your kitchen and you're making dinner and your kid's doing something and you don't like the way they're doing it, but so you're over controlling them or micromanaging them, you are still safe. It's activating your stress cycle, your stress in your body and the hormones, but it's a mixed message because you're just so used to getting the hit of those chemicals. So we have to break out of the stress cycle in order to say, this is not actually a situation I have to control. If she actually takes a cup from this drawer rather than that drawer, this is not an emergency. I am safe. She is safe. Just because my nervous system is starting to get hot and bothered or a little riled up because I don't know what's going on here, this is not an actual situation where I don't know what's going on here will lead to something terrible. This is a situation where I don't know what's going on here and let me breathe through it so I can get more comfortable not knowing what's going on here. Okay. So that's a lot for today. Go back and listen to this, take notes on it, send me any questions. I can't wait to see what happens for you as you do some of this journaling on archetypes and energies, um, pushing back and forward. And the really fun part is, is identifying like, who are you, um, to yourself? What does that relationship with yourself look like? How do you want it to grow? How do you want to engage and and be and and what kinds of personality and characteristics do you want to bring forward so may you be happy may you be safe may you be healthy and may you live with ease